Ooh. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back. We back once again, man. You see it? Verbal cardio, man. We back yet again. All right? Got my co-host extraordinaire, Water. The ultimate co-host. The ultimate co-host. Father's Day is coming up. And you know what? You would never goddamn father if we wasn't no water. You ever think about that? Your father would not exist without water. Even if your father is non-existent in your life, he still existed to put the pumps in your mom, to put the to put the seeds in your mama. And for those pumps to even transpire, water had to exist. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, man. Without the water, no pumps would have been given. And then, therefore, if no pumps was given, no you. Remember that, man. Remember that you are a product of a good time. And then you came forth. We are all products of a good time. Our parents had a good time one day, one night, and here we are. The reflections of that good time. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I know, I know some of y'all not even wondering whether you were a missionary kid, a, a hit it from the back kid, or she was riding kid. Y'all don't, y'all don't ever wonder. Y'all don't ever wonder what position brought you forth. I'll be wondering. I'll be like, man, what position brought me to the forefront? I'm curious. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't, TMI, y'all soft. My patron saints in here talking about, no, TMI, y'all are soft. Soft, I want to know what position created me. Hmm? I want to know. Because maybe th that, could be, that could be more accurate than Zodiacs. See, we out here on all this astrology, really your personality depends on the position your parents was in when they conceived you. What if, what if that's the true horoscope in Zodiac? What if that really defines your temperament, how you how you move through society, how you communicate with others? It's not about it's not about when you were born. It's the position they was in when 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 the conceptualization happened. Y'all don't know. I need I need I need I need the test to be done. This is a good theory right here. Like how do how do people how do people move through life? What's their personality like? If they were missionary babies or, you know, doggy style babies or cowgirl position babies or, you know what I'm saying, froggy style, whatever the case may be, I want to know. I want to know. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Today's episode, we're doing a special paranormal episode. My patron saints in here. My patron saints, let me tell you about my patron saints. They are my Patreon members. I call them my patron saints. They're very near and dear to my heart. Shout out to KC, Matt Owens, DJ's Travels, JP, Steve Christie. Oh, Steve Christine. Steph Christine. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not Steve. Steph Christine. Tiffany Hufflepuff. Latoya Larkin. Miss Josie. Uh, Markiki. Matt Johnson. Candy Cammy. Uh, Charity Sam. Afro Geeks, Deo, AJ, Sharon McD, um, Jay Finesse, LBC Rando, Styler1983, Simone L, Crystal Carradine, Kristen R, 2Jesse, 
Camila Williams, Aries 86. Just a shout out to just a few of the Patriots Saints, man. I love them dearly. People are here on IG Live right now, but y'all not going to be here for long because I'm, I'm going to cut the camera off. I'm cutting the camera. I'm cutting the feed. If y'all want the rest of this, you can, you got to, you got to join up on the Patreon. And if you don't want to join up on the Patreon, you just got to wait till Wednesday. You got to wait till Wednesday. Why wait till Wednesday when you can get it today? You can get it live uncut today. But nah, y'all don't want to be patient, man. Y'all want to be cheap. Y'all don't really want to dig in to your boy. Let me get my glasses together so I can read these emails. This is going to be an experience, man. And if you're a scaredy cat, man, you better watch out. Hey, this serious business in here today. I got the glasses on. That's when you know some reading about to take place. Hold on, let me clean, let me clean the lenses. Let me clean these lenses. We about to get we about to get into the nitty gritty of this paranormal. Yeah, some scary shit about to go down. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Now we cooking. Now we, Patreon is for the patrons. You want to be a patron of my content or what I got going on? You want some exclusive content? Join my Patreon. My Patreon is is a subscription-based service. You can pay as little as five dollars a month. You get access to live podcasts, daddy issues, uh, also verbal cardio. You get access to movie nights. I have movie nights all the time. We watch TV shows, movies, documentaries together. Um, you can hear my voice. I'm talking to you directly. Uh, we had a game night. We had music nights. So get in on that, man. That's that exclusive. We be dropping. We be dropping uh, tickets in there early. We be dropping merch in there early. So if that if that piques your interest, join the Patreon today. Join it today. All right, I'm cutting y'all off. If y'all want to get in on these paranormal activities, join the Patreon right now. If not, the episode drops tomorrow on my YouTube page. All right, y'all. Boom. Here we go. Now, patron saints, we in here. So let's get let's get these stories read. All right, who we got first? Okay, this first story. It's from Matt Owens. All right, yeah. Ooh. Oh, oh, Amir. Yeah, we creepy now. We creepy now. All right, here we go. Shout out to Matt Owens, first of all. Okay. I was 12 years old, and I spent the night at my friend's house around the corner. Now, my boy's house looked like the kind of spot that would be haunted three-story house with a basement that was pretty run down, like old creaky floors, peeling paint, and dingy carpets. I had spent the night there at least a dozen times before, and never anything creepy happened, but this time ended up being my last time. We was just hanging out playing video games and chilling, then everyone went to bed. I got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and head through the kitchen and down the hallway wiping my eyes because I'm half asleep. Then a woman in a nightgown is walking towards me from the other end of the hallway and walks right through me. I got a really cold feeling when it happened and turned around and there was no one there. 
I went back to the living room, grabbed my stuff, and walked my ass home. Next morning, my boy comes to my house asking what happened, so I told him. He said all nonchalantly, oh, that's my grandma. She passed away in that room at the end of the hall. Like, bruh, that's something you tell me before I sleep over the first time. Damn, yo, yo, man Owen. That was a straight Ghostbusters right there. You got slime. You had ectoplasm on you. You had a ghost actually walk through you, bro. Like the ghost walk. A lot, a lot of people be like, yeah, I saw something. I saw a shadow. I saw a figure in the window. You had the ghost go through your person in the middle of the night. You got ectoplasm on you. It's still on you to this day. Grandma, you you was inside grandmoms. And she went right through, yo, you got slimed, dog. That's crazy. Cause mostly, mostly when we see a ghost, we'll either see something and then we we might run the other way or we see them standing there, standing still. But the fact that she came towards you and went through you, that's that's insane. Like, that's one of the coldest ghost stories I didn't heard. Like, you better not be lying either. You, you better not be lying with that one. Because, boy, that's a, that's a good one right there. That's a good one right there. Woo, shit. Grandma walked through you, man. Grandma walked through you. She saw everything you had for dinner that night. She walked through your whole person. And Matt, you in here? Now, first of all, I love how Matt responded. Matt was just like, I'm out. Matt is that dude in the horror movie that we all claim to be. No, ain't no pause. You are the guy in the horror movie we all claim to be. Where something weird happened, you immediately left. You didn't trip. It was no fanfare. You grabbed your shit and walked your ass home in the middle of the night. You was just like, you know what? Nah, this is what we're not doing. Calm. I just picture you calmly collecting your shit and getting the hell up out of Dodge. I'll be you was like, yep. Let me grab my little. Let me get my little stuff. Hell no. And then you walked on. You walked on. You was like, yep. Mm-hmm. No screaming. No fanfare, no knocking shit over. No, you didn't even wake up the rest of the house. You just left. Did you lock the door when you left? Did you lock the door when you left? And also, Matt, did you ever go back over there during the day? Did you ever just go back over there to hang out? Or was that the last time you was there? Okay, so Matt was like, never again. Never again. Matt, Matt was he was willing to lose a friend over this. He was willing to be like, yo, I will never visit you again, bro. If you have a problem with this, we can end the friendship here, but I will never come back to your house. You was willing, you was willing to make that move if necessary. Great story, Matt. Thank you. We dipping into another one. That's the that's way you kick it off right there. Matt wasn't bullshit, man. He gave us the ectoplasm off the top. All right. Oh, wait, this is a test run. Hold on. Okay, boom. Okay. We got a story from Tiffany Holder. Here we go. Oh, yeah, man. Tiffany Holder. Here's your story right here. 
story. She got two stories. First of all, she got a sequel for your ass. At 13, I saw my first and only ghost. My great-grandfather, affectionately known as Papa, died and we traveled to Atlanta for his funeral. My mom, her boyfriend, and me were staying in the hotel room. I woke up in the middle of the night to Papa standing at the foot of my bed staring at me. I screamed. My mom and her boyfriend woke up and turned on the lights. I kept screaming and pointing, Papa! With the lights on, he was still there. My mom kept telling me no one was there and to go back to bed. I said, how can you not see him? He's standing right there. Frustrated, my mom said, go to bed and turn the lights back off. Papa continued to stare, not saying a word. So I put the covers over my head. Somehow I managed to fall asleep. When I awoke in the morning, he was gone. I told my mom he really was there last night. And she said, don't worry, he was just saying goodbye. That's story one. I'm going to light your granddad up after this, but I'm going to read the second story before I light him up because he a cold piece for that. He could have said something. When you say goodbye to people, you, you say it. You don't just be staring at them. Come on, man. I ain't never just said goodbye to somebody and just be like, no, say goodbye, goddammit. Use your words. Please. Story two. My mom was a teen mom, and my grandma took it upon herself to take over. So because of how much time I spent with my grandma while my mom was still in school, I spent the first three years of my life thinking my grandma was my mom and my mom was my sister. My grandma then died when I was four. After then... After then, she uh, would visit me in my dreams at every birthday and just talk to me and listen to how, how my life was going. There was always a bright light in the shape of an angel standing nearby. I just remember feeling enveloped by love in her presence. But she would only visit once a year and always on my birthday until I turned 11. At 11, my first sibling was born the day after my late grandma's birthday, and my mom named her after my grandma. She looks just like her, and people have said she has that same indescribable loving presence. I've always thought it was odd my grandma stopped visiting on my birthday when her namesake was born. So what you're saying is, Tiffany, are you thinking, you thinking that your grandma is back in your sibling? I mean... That's kind of a fair assessment if that's where you're going with this. Because given the fact that your grandmother all of a sudden stopped coming on your birthday when the new baby was born with her namesake and the same energy, I'm thinking she didn't. I think she re-upped. I think your grandma re-upped in your sibling. So she is here in your sibling. Your sibling is your grandma. That's that's my theory. You know what I'm saying? I feel like she was like, yo, I'm I'm coming back. If I got to come back through another child, so be it. Honey, child, I'm coming back. And your grandmother was like, we back. That's crazy, though. I'm still mad at your grandfather, though. Papa. Papa, I got a, I got a bone to pick. I got a bone to pick. 
You ain't going to be standing at the foot of my bed just looking at me like this. Grandfather, uncle, cousin, brother, son, talk to me. Talk to me. Say something, man. Because if I know you going, you're just going to be standing there the whole time. Please just. I can calm down if you talk to me because I don't, I don't know what your intentions are. I don't know if you've been sent to take me, take me with you. I don't know if we got beef. I don't know if you, I, I don't know if it's really you. You could you could be a demon disguised as my grandfather. You could be Papa Demon for all I know. I need you talking to me, man. I don't like to be stared at anyway. So if I don't like to be stared at while you alive, I damn sure don't want a dead person just staring at me, man. Talk, holler at me. Holler at me. Say something. Please give me something. Give me something to work with. Now, mind you, you know, as y'all all know, I lost my son. So I always, I'm thinking about my son 24 hours a day. And I always be imagining like, yo, what if I saw Serene? What if I saw Serene? What if I saw Serene? And like, I'll be thinking about that all the time. Like, what if I saw him standing here? What if I saw him right here? What if I saw him right here? I'm always thinking this 24-7. So now if I have a moment to where he's at the foot of my bed, I'm hoping, that, I'm hoping. Please talk to me, Serene. Talk to me, though. Please don't just be standing there looking at me, bro. You're too tall. You're big. You was tall. I got to get used to it. I got to get, get my feet together. I got to get my thoughts together. Just don't be standing there. Stall your, stall your pops out, man. Say, hey, pops. Say something. Don't just be looking at me, man. Because then I'm, I'm going to rule out. He too big, man. Serene was tall, man. Arguably taller than me. I'm 6'2". And if he come back the way he left with the hair, I need to get my feet together. Talk to me, man. Make it easy on me, man. Just, just be like, what's up, Pops? You know what I'm saying? This, this, that, and the third. Please. And so uh, Casey says, sometimes the voice is scarier. That's fair. The voice could be scarier depending on the type of voice that they had. Um, I feel like my voice... I don't know. My voice makes people laugh immediately. But if you heard my voice in the middle of the night in your house, it might it might hit a little different. It might hit a little creepily. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. But just talk. Just don't be staring at me, though, man. I need something. I need something else. The stares just. I don't even like it when midnight stared me. He a cat. I just need something else. Great story, Tiff. Uh, thank you for sending that in. Man, Tiffany, man. Great stories. All right. Let's go to another one. Let's see what we got up in here, Kat. Ooh, right. Stephanie Christine. Steph Christine. This is your story. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here working the lights, man. Hell yeah. Stephanie Christine. I was in high school, and I was always the first person in the family to get home. My little brother got home about 15, 20 minutes after me. I always believed that our house was haunted because my room was in the basement, and whenever I was the only, the only one, I would always hear footsteps and doors closing, and I would think someone came home. I would go upstairs to see who it was, and no one would be there, but I would always convince myself that it was just a house settling. First of all, the house settling. 
Come on. So one day I get home from school and I lie down on the couch and I'm in the living room and start scrolling on my phone. After about five minutes, I hear the doorknob begin to jiggle as if someone were unlocking the door. So logically, it has to be my little brother. He must have gotten home a little faster today. Our living room couch faced away from the front door. So me being the terrible big sister I am, I decided to lay still on the couch since when he came through the door, he wouldn't be able to see that I was there. And I wait for him to get close enough and then I was going to pop up and scare the shit out of him. As I'm laying there, I hear the keys in the door. I hear the door unlock. I hear the door open and then close. After that, I hear what sounded like his backpack hitting the floor. And next, I hear the footsteps. Footsteps walking right up to the couch. And once the sound got close enough, I pop up and go, boo! But the joke was on me because, to my surprise, there's nobody there. I'm frozen. And then I call out his name, no answer. Maybe he figured me out and decided to play a prank on me. I checked the house for him. He's not here. My heart starts racing and I run out of the house and I see my little brother just now turn the corner and start making his way down the street. I almost cried. Goddamn, Steph. Who, who came up in your crib? Who came up in your crib and dropped that bag off and walked up to the couch? Who was that? Who was in your crib? Sherry Tucker, you say my voice sounds scary? Perfect. That's the vibe I wanted. Yo, who, who came in there, man? And what if energy can manifest, manifest itself to where there's an energy there for the living, where... A person is not even dead, but their energy carries through. Like, because this was the ongoing, you know, day-to-day activity of your brother or whatever, what if that was just the the, the narrative? That was just the energy, just like, because I want to know, because what ghost or what spirit is going to be like, yeah, I'm going to play like I'm your little brother. And do this. I'm gonna give you the fake, I'm gonna give you the fake backpack. I'm gonna walk up to the couch. I know you're trying to scare me because I know everything you're doing, because I've been watching you the whole time. And let me ask you this, Steph. How were you able to exist further in that house? Cause I assume after this happened, you you were still living in this house. Like that, that's my main thing. Like when you experience a ghost somewhere like Matt, Matt was like, when, when the grandmother walked through him, he never went back over there. But when something happens in the place that you actually live, how do you push forward existing in that house, knowing that you saw something, you experienced something in this same house? Like, how do you, I don't, I don't. I don't know how you can do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Stephen, I just had to take the haunting because no one would believe me. Damn. So you just had to sit in that. It sucks when nobody believes you. I'm sure your brother didn't believe you, but it could have just been energy. It was just like your brother's energy just manifested itself in the actual house. What if the house itself is like a... 
it's like an energy magnet or like an energy to where whatever goes down in that house, the house actually keeps that energy. A conduit, that's the that's the perfect word. A conduit. So good or bad, whatever goes on in that house, the house just keeps that. You know what I'm saying? This, this is the day-to-day. Your little brother comes home, he puts the backpack down, he goes to the couch. Your little brother comes home, or you come home. It's like that movie, uh, it's like that movie Lady in White. I don't know if y'all saw that movie. Lady in White is a movie that involves a little boy that was locked in his coat closet at his school. Some bullies locked him in the closet. So he's in the closet all night, locked in there. He's scared. He's on the shelf. And then he sees a little girl come into the closet. She phases through the door. She's in the closet playing and singing. Have you ever seen a dream walking? Well, I did. She looks up. She sees the boy hiding on the shelf. And then she's talking to somebody that's not even there. And then all of a sudden he sees this little girl get strangled out and murdered up and carried out of that room. So he see, he witnesses her murder. And so it's just like, yo, I just witnessed this little girl get murdered. I couldn't see the, the killer. I just saw her. And then the real killer shows up and goes in that closet looking for something. And he's on the shelf just like, yo, somebody's really in here now. And so he's trying to be quiet as hell. And then there was a mouse. And then he ends up getting found by that by whoever came up in that closet. And the, the, the killer strangled him, but he didn't kill him. So it was crazy. I love that movie. It's a, it's a, it's a creepy little ghost story that not a lot of people have seen, but it's, it's dope to me. Man, Christine, man. First of all, and Christine, Steph. Your room was in the basement? God damn, man. They set you up for the creeps. They set you up to be creeped out. You in the basement? The rest of the family up top, secure? You in the creepy-ass basement. Although, I will say, I love basements. So my room being in the basement, I wouldn't have a problem with. I've lived in the basement before. But damn, man, one false move. One false move, the basement can be creepy. Anyway, let's do another story. Here we go. Here we go. Jorge Hernandez. Thank you for the story, first of all. Yeah, Amir, thank you for the lights. Here we are. Hey, Tony. From the time I was little, I've always experienced strange phenomena. I remember as a toddler, I would hear footsteps in the room that I shared with my older brother. On occasion, I would hear a male voice whispering my name. We thought the house was haunted, but when we moved down the street, it seemed our friends followed us. Our toilets were flushed by themselves. We'd hear footsteps on occasion, and we'd see shadows pass between the rooms of the house. My dad would wake up in the morning around 3 a.m. to be at work. He often would check in to see if we were sleeping. One night I awoke and stared at the door waiting for my dad to check in. The door opened and I saw a silhouette of what I assumed was a demon. It had horns and an array on his head and his eyes were a pale red. As it stared right at me, I pulled the covers over my head and began shaking. After a bit, I heard my parents' bathroom door close and I heard my dad coming out of his room. I peeked out of the covers to see my dad peeking in. 
He asked me why I was still awake, and I told him what I saw. I don't think he believed me and told me to go back to sleep. Eventually, my mom had a priest come and bless the house. After getting the house blessed, I didn't see or hear anything odd until my late teens. I was around eight years old when we moved to that house. To this day, I still sense things. A couple years ago was the first time in many years I've seen anything. I was working overnight at Lowe's, and as I was putting away our overstock into the overheads, I kept seeing something out of the corner of my eye. I thought it was my supervisor or co-worker, but eventually I got curious and glanced over and saw a large man in a black cape with a black hoodie pulled over it, standing by one of our displays. After a few seconds, the figure faded away. I couldn't believe it, but after sharing this with my co-workers, some of which had been at the store for years, say they've experienced and have heard many paranormal events. There's been a few more events prior, but I digress. I believe I have a strong connection with the paranormal afterlife or other planes of existence. I frequently have dreams of demons, angels, possessions, etc. Thank you for reading. Love you, Tony. Woo! Jorge. You got the gift. You got the sauce. You got the veil. You got the veil. Good or bad, you probably have the veil. And also, what Lowe's was this? So I could never go to this Lowe's. You got the veil, man. You got the touch. You know? And good or bad, you got it. I feel like some people, some people are can just see things and experience things that others can't. And it sounds like you have that, uh, you have, I don't know if you want to call it a gift, uh, that thing, that sauce, if you will, we'll just call it the sauce. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Home Depot it is for sure, Matt. Uh, Cause you know, Matt ain't playing. Matt ain't going to play with y'all. That's crazy that you saw a demon peek in though. Demons, man, I don't want no parts of seeing them. Like a good, a good robust ass demon with the horns and everything and the red eyes. Bruh. I'm glad your I'm glad your mom was like, yo, let's get the priest in here. Now, did your mom, Jorge, are you in here right now? Are you in here right now? I'm not sure if Jorge is in here with us right now. Is that you, Jorge, the architect? Let's see if that's him. Okay, so let me ask you this. Did your mom bring a priest in because of what you saw? Oh, I don't like Fresno anyway. Did your mom do that because of what you saw? And also, did you share what you saw? Did you just keep it on the tuck? Yeah, I'm not a fan of Fresno, man. No, you shared. Okay, so your mom was like, all right, let's get a priest in here. So it sounds like your mom believed you, which is dope. Um, And it sounds like the priest, oh, it was everything that was going on, got you. It sounded like the priest did a good job then since you never really experienced anything like that after that. 
that was dope that the priest was like, all right, he came in there, he, he said his words, he came in there with the sage, he had that going, he was like, man, let me get y'all right. You know what I'm talking about? He did his he did his Latin, he did his things, and he was just like, and that demon was like, you know what? I'm out anyway. That demon was pissed. Once the sage and the priest came in, that demon was like, oh, oh this is what we doing, huh? That demon had a cigarette, he had snacks in his hand, you know what I'm saying? He had those horse legs, he was just like, oh, so one of y'all snitched on me, man, 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 let me get my shit, man. I'm going to go somewhere else where I'm appreciated. I'm going to go up in the house where they don't care about religion. How about that? How about that? I don't need this house. And he went down the street to that toxic-ass house. It was the perfect environment for that demon. But your house, your mom just had to call the priest. Mom just had to call the priest. And now, now look at him. He out on the streets. But that's crazy. That home, that uh, Lowe's, the Lowe's creature that just stands there in the hoodie and disappears? Nah. Nah, that's why I don't go to Lowe's, man. That's why I don't do home repair. That's why I'm not handy, man. I heard, I heard about I heard about the demons and ghosts that be at Lowe's and Home Depot. This, this, this is why I don't do it yourself. See, when you're doing it yourself, you're playing, you're playing with some, some dark spirits. All that do-it-yourself energy, man, look out. They in there with screwdrivers and hammers and tape measures and the little, the little balance joints. Yeah, let me help you set that up. Man, look out, man. So be wary of demons that pull up with the tape measures. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Jorge says, funny story, he came again when I was in high school, but didn't bless my room because I had pinups. Oh, so the priest came back when you were in high school. Oh, you had the pinups. You had the you had the ass and titties on the wall. See, the ass and titties going to keep the priest at bay. He's like, nah, you got ass and titties in here, man. I can't holy water this room up. You got ass and titties out here, man. And for me, I, th I think ass and titties is biblical. I think, I think it's holy. That's, that's how God made us, man. Ass and titties, man. That's how God made us. Now, now if they was if they was fabricated ass and titties, if work was done, then I I, I can get it because then now we get now we getting sinful. You know what I'm saying? Because you 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 working out of you know pride and like you know vanity and like lust is coming in. But you know what I'm saying? Ass and titties is just ass and titties. But that's neither here nor there. I don't know how the priests work, but thank you for sharing your story. All right, let's do another story. Let's get another one going, good. All right. This one is from Mason Gregory. All right. What's up, Tony? I just want to say I love your stand-up and your content. I sat front row in Birmingham. Thank you, first of all, Mason, for pulling up in Birmingham. I had a good time in Birmingham. I think Birmingham is haunted, by the way, but that's neither here nor there. My ghost story comes from 2019 when I was living in Clarksville, Tennessee. I was, sharing, I was sharing an apartment with my boy and sharing a room with my girl while I was in college. My first encounter happened when I was asleep one night and was awakened by my dog Rocco barking towards a random corner in the room. He was a puppy at the time, so I didn't think much of him and also didn't see anything in the corner but I should have taken heed. My next encounter happened while I was napping after working an overnight shift. 
in my dream, I was in the exact same room, in the exact same position in real life, but everything was fuzzy. All of a sudden, the door busted open and two shadowy figures were standing in the doorway and rushed towards me. I woke up before they got me, but it felt real. Things came to a head one night after my girl and I had just had an argument and were talking through our problems to come to a middle ground. As she was talking, I heard an ominous voice whisper in my ear, Listen! I shook, I froze, and looked at her, and we non-verbally came to an agreement that we heard the same thing, which was scary because she had hearing loss in one ear. One night, I was experiencing sleep paralysis and decided to pray whatever was over me away. As I was praying and asking God to bind up whatever evil spirit was over me, again, I heard the voice, this time saying, no. I just kept praying, and after I said amen, it was gone, and the room felt lighter. I know it's kind of long, but I just thought I'd share it with you and the Baker family. Man, that wasn't long at all, dog. Damn. Mason Gregory. Now I want to know if that voice is friend or foe. I want to know if that voice is friend or foe. Because when 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 it said listen, you know what I'm saying, maybe you needed to listen. In that moment, when you and your girl had an argument, y'all was trying to y'all was trying to find middle ground, maybe you wasn't listening enough. Maybe somebody in that equation wasn't listening enough. But uh but then the hard no, I'm just like. Wait, let me let me let me double check on the question. Oh yeah, because you were praying to get those spirits away from you, and they was like, no. So it's like, is it is this voice good or bad? Because it sounded like the voice was good and beneficial on the listen, but now it's like, yo, man, I'm, I'm trying to pray these demons away, man. Get these demons off my back. No. Bruh, you ain't got to yell. You ain't got to give me the all caps. You ain't got to give me the all caps with the exclamation. All right? Whatever you are, demon, angel, whatever you, whenever you be, you ain't got to be yelling at me. You know what I'm saying? Sleep paralysis is the scariest shit. Like, even me reading these stories, I'm kind of creeping myself out because I live alone now. So, these stories is going to have me up tonight. You know, I don't know if I should have did a paranormal episode. But you know what? We out here. All right? I got the cats. I got the pistol. But I don't know. I don't know if I should have done this. Because now I'm be thinking about y'all's stories when I'm at the crib by myself and the lights is off. You know what I'm talking about? I got the cats. But I don't know, man. I can't I can't tell you if that voice is good or bad, man. Maybe it's a duality, the angel and the devil. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they, maybe they are really with us. Maybe maybe you, all those times we see the the angel on one side and the, the the devil on the other. Maybe that's a real thing. Maybe that actually exists. And in that moment where you and your girls is getting heated and tested, it was like, yo, man, listen, dog. All right. Or maybe. Maybe it was a demon that's trying to come out of his demonness and be an angel. Like he's trying to he's trying to make your life easier and better. So he's trying to come up to that angel status cuz I'm sure some demons be like, "Man, I don't want to be a demon, man. I want to be an angel, man." 
Because what's his name? What's that first angel? Lucifer used to be an angel, right? That's what they say. And he's like, man, nah, man, I want to be, I want to be down bottom. Maybe some demons want to be up top. But then when you tried to pray the demons away, maybe he that was out of his jurisdiction. He was like, no. But he couldn't tell you, he couldn't further explain, like, no, I, I want to help you, but I can't because it's out of my jurisdiction. I'm a demon, you know what I'm saying? I can tell you, I can tell you to listen and stuff like that, but once you start talking about prayer and stuff, then then I I get triggered. I don't know, man. I don't know. Let's go to another story. Boom. All right, what we got here? Y'all sitting there some good stories, man. All right, here we go. This is from Sandy Jackson. Great name, Sandy. All right. Let's begin. Hi, Tony. When I was in high school, my mom and stepfather used to leave me at home alone frequently. I had two Yorkies who always come to my bedroom door crying to get in. I let them in and shut my door again. If I hear noises as if there were other people in the house, though, but no one was there. I later learned from my stepfather our apartment was being haunted by his father. This is about to get dark. So my stepfather used to molest me from the age of 13. It was around that time that the paranormal activity started. I told my mom about the noises before I told her about the molestation. And she had her friend come over to assess the energy in the home. Her friend said she immediately sensed paranormal energy upon upon entering the house. She said the spirits weren't there to harm me, but to haunt my stepfather. From that moment on, I felt protection and even the courage that when the molestation happened again, I got him off me, ran to the kitchen, got a knife and well, he left and he never and it never happened again. It was after I told my mom about the molestation that my stepfather confessed to the paranormal experiences he had in the home when he was being harassed and threatened by his father. I should add, my stepfather was born and raised in New Orleans, and his family believed heavily in witchcraft. He referred to himself as a Geechee. He passed in 1999 or 2000 from breast cancer. He did apologize to me on his deathbed. Wait, men can get breast cancer? Shit. Hold on. Not to not to not to steamroll over everything that was going on in that story. But men could get breast cancer? I did not know this. Oh shit. I got titties. I got titties out here, man. I ain't know we can get breast cancer. This whole time, man, I've been, I've been thinking about the women, man. Y'all hanging in man. Breast cancer really out here. Shit. Oh. Snap. I gotta get my do we do we gotta get mammograms? We gotta get our titties squeezed as men. Never knew. Never knew. All right, so so okay. Let me let me let me go back to the story, make sure I, I read everything correctly. So I was in high school, my mom and my stepfather used to leave me home alone. So boom. I would hear no. I later learned from my stepfather our apartment was being haunted by his father. Okay, 
So. So, Sandy, are you in here? Sandy, you up in here? Let me know. Hopefully she's in here so we can get the... Uh... So far, everybody's been in here that has sent the story in. I don't think Sandy's in here. So... So in essence, though, so the house was being haunted. The house was being, what's up, Robert? The house was being haunted by his father. And his father was trying to protect her from the molestation. Is that, is that what, is that what happened? That that that's what it sounded like. That's that's the vibe I was getting. Man, that's I hate that you had to go through that, Sandy, if you're listening to this. I hate that you had to go through that. But it's 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 kind of amazing too that spirits were there to protect you in a sense, be to, you know, take it out on your stepdad. And like, nah, man, we ain't here for you. We here for his ass. This this dude right here. Him. We here for him. And I, I really feel like I really feel like energy is real, y'all. Whether 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 you wanna whether you wanna believe in spirits and ghosts and the afterlife, any of that, I I fully believe hundred percent that energy is real. And I feel like the energy carries a presence. That's beyond the physical, like, you know, energy from a person. You ever have a person come into a room and just drain the energy or you have a person that come, comes in and lights up a room just from them being there. They're not even really doing anything special. It's just them being around you. It's like, yo, man, I'm feeling your energy. I just like having you around. And I feel like those energies really manifest. Sometimes I feel like they probably manifest into something that you can physically see or something that you can tap into or something that you can physically feel. Um, but the fact that your stepfather's father was just like, yo, man, I know what you're doing. I know, I know how you get down. I need to be here to make sure that you ain't doing this continuously. Like I want to be, I want to be that type of spirit though. I want to be a spirit of protection. Like if, 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 you know, I'm out of here at, at some point in time, I would, I would love for my loved ones to be protected and safe and, you know, all that good stuff. Man, that's quite the story, man. Oh, Coco, you got stories, man. I'm telling you, we can, we can keep these episodes going. You feel that way watching me, Tanisha? Damn. Wait, good energy or bad energy? Oh, I'm going to definitely be making sure y'all drinking water. If y'all not drinking water, I'm haunting the shit out of y'all. I'm showing up. I'm turning lights off. You're going to be watching shows instead of drinking water. I'm cutting off the whole electric. The only thing going to work in your house is the water. Oh, the good energy, man. Tanisha, I'm glad. I'm, I'm honored, man. I I don't know if I can say thank you because I mean thank you, but um I can't take credit for it, I guess. 
I don't know if I can take credit for it. I don't know. But I, I'm glad that you feel that way. Because I try to be a good time as much as possible, you know what I'm saying? Um, hey, Sandy, that was quite the story, man. That was That was very personal and very, like, amazing at the same time. That's crazy. And now I discovered something new today. I discovered that men can get breast cancer. I don't know where the hell I've been. I need to get my titties checked. I need to get my titties worked. All right, here we go. Another story. Boom. This story is from Ashley Summerall. All right. Yeah. Hey, Tony. My first apartment in Atlanta was built in the early 1920s, and it was cute and all, but definitely had a spirit lurking. It didn't feel like bad energy, but curious energy. Like I would always feel like something was watching me from the hallway, just curious as to what I was up to. Maybe it was an old white spirit from the 20s wondering what this fine black girl is doing in his home. <laughs> anyway, I, I really laughed. She didn't laugh in the, in the email, but I added the laugh. My bad. I didn't want to kill the vibe. Anyway. Anyway. One night, my cat was sitting at the bedroom door, and I felt the same curious energy in the hallway. I saw my cat follow something down the hall and then back to my door and continue to meow and react to the hallway. It's really hard to explain, but I know she saw what I couldn't see and was following the spirit around. Another example, I had accidentally fallen asleep with iron on and then fell over and was laying on top of the iron cord, clearly about to start a whole electrical fire. And I felt something jolt me out of my sleep and I immediately smelled something burning. I turned off the iron and all was well. All thanks to my friendly apartment ghost. Thanks, Ash, Atlanta, Georgia. That's a nice little story right there, man. You got a nice little nosy white ghost living in, in your crib. A nice little nosy ghost. Now, 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 it could be pervy. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You say you fine. You know what I'm talking about? You fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, ghost might be looking. Oh, 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 oh. I was just curious to see what your shower looked like. Mm-hmm. My shower, huh? That's what you looking for? I mean, curious. That's all the peeping time is. I'm just curious as to what you look like naked. You know what I'm saying? Curiosity is a part of that. It's pervy. You know what I'm saying? You're breaking through all kind of boundaries. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm just curious as to what a black woman looks like naked. Maybe. I don't know. I'm reaching here. Uh <laughs> And I apologize for my peeping time ways when I was younger. I was a peeping Tom. It was out of line. I have remorse and regret. No excuses. I own it. I was a little creep. But, you know, I, I was a peeping Tom. Full transparency. I was out here. But uh, <laughs> on to the ghost. I don't know. Nobody asked about, it, but I just like to be, you know what I'm saying? Cause I, I don't want I don't want people to feel like I'm a perfect guy. I'm not. 
You know what I'm saying? I was a peeping Tom when I was like in seventh grade. I was I was uh, I was a peeping Tom in seventh grade. And I apologize. I just be wanting to, I just be wanting to confess my sins, y'all. I just be wanting to confess my sins. That's what it is. And people be like, man, Tony, a good dude. And I'll be like, nah, I've shoplifted. I, I've been a peeping time. I've broken hearts. Y'all know me, man. I'll be just trying to just put it all out there. Um, are you in here, Ashley? And let me tell you something, man. It's nice. It's nice having cats around because I feel like cats can see what we don't. That's why I'm always paying attention to. I was a peeping time, y'all. <laughs> I thought I told y'all this before, but um, not to everybody. But it was it was one particular neighbor. Her name was Jackie. I fell into it on accident. Y'all want to hear the peeping time story or no? Is it is it TMI? Because if y'all don't want to hear it, I, I don't need to tell y'all. You know what I'm saying? I could feel some of y'all looking at me in disgust. I told us about the booty grabs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was ashamed of that, too. Okay, so here, here's here's how I became a peeping Tom in seventh grade. So uh, we were living in an apartment building. Um, it was like, I think this apartment building had three floors. It was on 75th and Calumet. And it was it was a building that had sections to it. So there was one section that we lived in. And then around the corner was like a different section. But it was part of the same building, if that makes any sense. So the building kind of went around. It was like a weird shape to the building. So like if you if you go to the, the building on the corner of 75th and Calumet, there's a door. And that door, entryway into the building is going to lead you to those apartment units on that side. So if you wanted to visit somebody on the other side of the building, you had to go through a separate door to get to those apartments. So there was this, there were these two, there were these sisters that lived in the building. Uh, and the, the younger sister, her name was Jackie. And when I say younger sister, they were grown women. They were grown women. I was in seventh grade. So these were grown women. They were probably in their twenties. Her older, her older sister had a family, you know what I'm saying? But Jackie, she was, it was just her. So she was fine, though. And she looked, you know what I'm saying? She was, she looked good to me. I was like, man, man she, she fine. I forget, I forget how I even, like, met them or whatever. So, so on the back porch to the apartment, if you stand on the back porch, they were on the they were on the first floor. You could see like if you're standing on the on the porch outside, you can look down and like if the blinds are open, you can see into the into the window. So one night I'm just out there just chilling on the on the on the back porch. Now this I'm just really out there chilling, not thinking nothing about nothing. I look down and I see Jackie uh about to get in the shower and do something. And I seen I saw everything. I saw everything. The draws come off, and I was just like, and this is seventh grade Tony, just perv Griffin. I was just like, I was blown away. I was just like, yo, 
what did I just see? My heart was racing. I was I was a sweaty mess. I was just like, I was just seeing a grown woman naked. Yeah, she was fine. That's the that's the key. That's the key component here. She was fine. I saw that on I accidentally just walked into Perv Griffinville and I was just like, I need more of this. If this, if, this, if this is what we're doing out here, I got to be out here. I got to be out here if this is what we're doing. So I stumbled back into this. I was just like, that was that was the debut for me, seeing a, a real woman naked. And I was, I was like, man, I made sure I was on the porch from then on out. And so that's how I became a peeping town. Man, I'm talking about you feel me. No, no, I'm I'm owning the peeping timeless because the first time was the accident. After that, when I was out there on the porch waiting for another show, that's me. That's the accountability right there. That's why I got to take accountability. I was out there for more. I got to own that. I think I got caught one time. I think she caught me one time. I was just like, man, because I because I was I was all in. Like that woman could have had all of me. You understand? If she wanted seventh grade Tony, she could have had every morsel. I was willing. At the time, I'm not thinking about statutory, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not thinking about that, the ramifications of age. I'm just thinking like, yo, if this grown woman wants me, she can have me. And I, I, was, I wanted every piece. And I was all in. And a lot and a lot of kids were like that. A lot of us were, were like, we had crushes on. I'm just saying, there ain't no Tony, please. It's rare for, for somebody young not to have had a crush on an adult. Acting on it is something completely different, but you mean to tell me there was no adult you've ever had a crush you've never had a crush on as as a as a seventh grader, eighth grader, ninth grader? Nah, man. I was out. I was like, man, Miss Deal could have had me and Jackie from downstairs. And Miss Brown. And I was just like, man, how can how can I get in Jackie's good graces? I don't know where Jackie is now. I don't even know. I don't know what's going on with Jackie now. But back then, man, listen. Listen. That's neither here nor there, man. Stop judging me, y'all. Stop judging me. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just too transparent. Maybe I just told y'all too much. I don't know. Jackie said, because I feel like, I feel like at that time, so I'm probably like, oh, y'all judging me, huh? I feel like, so I might have been 12, 12, 13, 12, 13 then. And she was in her 20s, so she's probably like 23, about 10 years older than me. So she's probably in she probably in her 50s now. You know I'm talking about you feel me. <laughs> she could add all of me. You understand? Ready to risk it all in seventh grade, man. Perv Griffin. Anyway, let me do one more story and then uh we're gonna wrap this up. And then we're gonna do more paranormal episodes in the future. Cause y'all, y'all are giving me great stories. These stories are so good, I think y'all making them up. 
That's how good these stories been. All right, here we go. Oh. Oh, my God. Okay. So, Salathia Owens. Did I say your name right? Salathia, are you in here? Let me make sure you're in here first. Salathia, are you in here? Am I saying your name correctly? First and foremost. I don't know if she in there, so I'm going to just go to the story. Okay. Salathia Owens. Tony! Oh, yeah, we got to get the lights. My bad. Yeah, here we go. Tony. OMG. I could write you a series. My younger sister and I were just comparing stories from our childhood home. We were born in Long Island, New York. Long Island, New York, close to Amityville. Yes, home of the famous horror house. And we grew up in the next town over named uh, Copeg or Copepeg. Copeg or Copepeg. Rumor has it that a lot of Native American graves were dug up and or our houses were built on top of them. So we all had paranormal stories. My older sister convinced me to play Ouija with her. My mother, a Kojic evangelist, my bad. So her mom is a Kojic evangelist, uh, bought it for her for Christmas from Toys R Us. I'm surprised a Kojic evangelist brought a Ouija board for her daughter. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. She didn't know what it was for. Okay. Then came the demons in our home. There were at least three. I would watch this one demon go back and forth between my parents' room and my younger brother's room. My room had his own demon, and they would never share a space, so this demon never bothered me. This demon was just under two feet tall. It was a translucent and white like a cloud, but I could make out facial features and hooves. It walked hunched over and stepped slowly but in perfect rhythm. One time I actually stopped and turned its head. Well, oh, one time it actually stopped and turned its head to look at me. Its left hoof was in front of its right hoof, and it turned its head to, to stare right at me for about five seconds. Although it felt like an eternity, it slowly turned its head back to a straightforward position. Then it began walking again slowly and in rhythm. It never looked at me again but I would watch it whenever I walked by it at night. Back and forth it went. My sister is seven years younger than I am. When she was about four years old, she loved to sleep on this red um, pullout bed slash cushion on the floor beside my parents' bed, right under a window. One night, I heard her scream for dear life. My dad is a Kojic preacher. We got up, prayed over her, and put a Bible on her bed, a D.C. Bible. Recently, she told me that she had screamed because the demon would come into their room, walk to the opposite side of my parents' bed, and then lean down and stare at her underneath the bed. She said all she could see was this ugly face even clearer than the cloud. She says she never saw it again after my dad laid his Bible next to her, and she would sleep with it next to her every night. That is, until we got older and it was her turn to deal with the demon in my room. 
I moved on to face, uh, I moved on to face the demon downstairs in my older brother's old room. Um, like for part two about the demon in my room. Yes, yes, big like. So she left us on the cliffhanger. There's more demons in the rooms. Yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. You had you had cloud demons in your house? Cloud demons with horse legs tiptoeing down the hallway going back and forth. Wow. And you would watch it. You would just be like, oh, here's that demon again. But I got my own over here. <laughs> I got my own right here. Every room had a demon. Wild business. Wild business. You understand me? I definitely need part two. We need part two in our lives. So if you're watching this, yes. Yes, we need that part two. Matter of fact, let me like this. Let me put like in the in the in the reply. We need that part two. We need that part two up off you. Come on now. Come on now. That's wild, man. Hell no. Your poor sister, though, man. To see something like that. I think people are certain people are built to handle certain things visually. I feel like these spirits know if what you see is going to completely destroy you or is it something you can live with? Because I feel like, man, if I see something like that, man, I can't, I can't function. Like I, I've had, it took me months to get over horror movie visuals. It took me months to get over the thing with Kurt Russell. It took me months, it took me years to get over The Shining with Jack Nicholson. To see something in real life, I don't know how I recover from that. Even though I'll be, I'll be super curious about the paranormal and I'll be wanting to see stuff low key, I'll be wanting to see it outside of my own living space. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Matt Owens, so about my Tony Baker narrating an animated paranormal show idea. Yo, that'd be fun. That'd be a dream gig for me. I would love to. I would love to do something like that. Um, you can tell how how into it I get the way I read the stories. I love this. Um, that's crazy though. Hell no. Like, how do you live in that? How, how do you function in these demon houses on the day to day? I'm peeing on myself in the middle of the night. I'm not going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Then I'm walking past a demon cloud, hoof feet going right to left, pausing and then turning and looking at me. Hell no, man. I'm going to just pee on myself. I'll pee in the morning. I'll pee in the broad day. And I'll pee in the broad day. I could be the next Mr. Nightmare. Who's Mr. Nightmare? Who is Mr. Nightmare? Who is that? Right. You forgot to sign your name on the story because I was trying to hurry up and write it on the break from work. Oh, shit. <laughs> so we got more stories saved up. I peed. We got more stories saved up for the future episodes. Let me do a couple of this or that and we out of here. So Jay Edwards asks, would you rather live through an alien invasion or a zombie apocalypse? Now, 
This question depends on the type of zombies we talking about. I want to say I would rather live through a zombie apocalypse than the alien invasion. Um, because I don't know if the aliens, I don't know if they're going to have backup. I don't know if they have nuclear weapon capabilities. I don't know what type of weaponry they have and they can enslave us if they win. Like what, what, how do they view us? Do they want to eradicate all humanity? Do they want to run tests on us? It's too, it's too much at stake. Zombies, on the other hand, they just trying to, they just trying to devour our brains or whatever, or, or turn us or whatever. So if it's slow zombies, if it's slow moving zombies, I could deal with a zombie apocalypse over the alien invasion because the alien invasion, are they going to invade us on a cellular level? Are they going to hit us with microorganism that's going to wipe us out? Do they have germ warfare they're going to use? I feel like if they're if they are advanced enough for space travel and to attack us on Earth, they got some shit for our asses. They could have germ warfare. They could they could engineer a virus to take us out on top of the 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 weaponry. Like, you know what I'm saying? The 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 blowing the cities up and stuff like that. It's too much they can have at their disposal. Zombies, I feel like they just they just out here. They just dead and they coming for us. It's straight to the point. They're straightforward. Now, if they run like World War Z, I want no parts of the zombie invasion. If they that fast, if they are World War Z zombies, nope. Give me the alien invasion. Give me the alien invasion. But if it's an alien invasion like the movie The Thing, oh, uh, nope. 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 So it really depends on the speed of the zombies. That's a that's a deciding factor right there. We can get the we can get the pistols together, we can get an axe, we can get a sword, and we can go to work. But man, I can't run. I can't be running like that, man. I can't be running like that. So I'm gonna pick alien invasion. No, no, no. I'm gonna pick zombie apocalypse, though. Even even if they run at a regular, like a regular human pace, I can kind of deal with that. But the World War Z zombies was just too fast and too aggressive. So, yeah. Another this or that. Um, oh, Tanisha got a deep question. Hold on. Deep question is okay if you don't answer. Do you think you're strong enough to see Serene as a spirit? Do you think he thinks you are strong enough? I think about that all the time. I think about that all the time. Here's what I'll be thinking about. Like, I'll be thinking about, am I strong enough to handle seeing him? I always envision me seeing him as a spirit. I envision how I would respond, how how I'm always thinking of this constantly. When I when I pass the pictures in the house, I talk to him. Um, but I don't know. Maybe he knows I'm not ready. And I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know. Um, but it would make me feel good to see him as a spirit, I think. Because I, then I would know, like, yo, he's he's still out here. He's out here. And then a the part of me wonders, like, yo, if he is mad, at, if he's mad at me about anything, so he doesn't want to communicate with me, 
I'll be having those thoughts too, like, you know. So I'll just be wondering a lot, like, but I would love to like make communication, you know what I'm saying? Cause I got questions. I want to talk to him again. I miss him. So it's like I would I would love that that interaction. And I think I'll be able to handle it, but you never know. I'm I don't know. Um Candy Cammy asks, biblical sandals or penny loafers? I remember I bought a pair of penny loafers in the 80s because Michael Jackson had penny loafers on. I wanted the penny loafers. I remember I was on my mom's neck. I was like, yo, I want the penny loafers. I want the penny loafers. And when I finally got a pair of penny loafers, I couldn't wait to get the penny loafers. I was like, man, I'm about to be fresh as hell with the penny loafers. But here's what I didn't factor in. The pants you wear with the penny loafers is clutch. And the utility factor with the penny loafers. You're going to be sliding around no grip in the penny loafers. So playing at recess is, is deadly now. And if you split your pants open in the middle, you still got to rock them shits because you only had one pair of pants. And the way my pants fit over the loafs, it didn't really hit the same. I didn't get the same vibe that I wanted. I wanted the Michael Jackson penny loafer vibe. But it, it, when I had the loafers on... With the jeans going over the top, it just didn't. The penny loafers wasn't loafing. You know, my penny, my pennies got ashy quick. So the shiny, the, the penny was shiny. I put some fresh pennies in there. But once I had, once I had the penny loafers, I'm like, man, this ain't it, man. This, this ain't, this ain't it. And so I regretted getting the penny. The penny loafer phase didn't last long with me. I wore the penny loafers and I was like, yo, this ain't it. I was sliding around and recess, sliding through the halls, like, you know what? Nah. So, but the biblical sandals, though. I'm not a big sandals guy, but I could rock the biblical joints. And if I do do the biblical sandals, I want I want more buckles and straps. I hate, I hate flip-flops. I hate flip-flops with a passion where it's just the big toe segregated and that's it. I hate them. But the biblical sandals I respect. So the more straps and buckles, the better. Um, so I could rock the Corinthian sixes, the Deuteronomy eights. Um, so being that I tried the penny loafers and failed. I'm going to go with the biblical sandals. But they're going to have to be biblical. No no flip-flops. We're talking biblical sandals here where they got to support miles of walking. Yeah, give me that. Give me the Revelation 5s. All right? And then last one. Last this or that. Jay Thomas asks, Robert, I want you to say this question for another episode. This is a great question. I want you to say, you know what? I'm going to just answer it now. Robert asks, lemonade, apple juice, or orange juice? Lemonade, apple juice, or orange juice? I'm going to go with, it's tough. Because I love apple juice and I love orange juice. I like lemonade too. 
But sometimes lemonade be doing too much. There's been several times where I had some subpar lemonade. I've taken L's on the lemonade tip. Sometimes it's too stingy, man. Sometimes it's too stingy. I don't know what it is, but sometimes the lemonade could just be a little too stingy. But apple juice be fire, though. But orange juice, I feel like orange juice is just more accessible. I feel like it complements the meals a little bit better. I feel like apple juice, when I had apple juice, I'd be feeling guilty. Like, I really was just like, man, I was I was out here reckless. It was so good, but then I'd be looking at myself in the mirror. I don't be having those feelings with orange juice. Orange juice, I feel like I did something. Now, if you had a real apple juice where it's cloudy, where it's like cloudy looking, that's that real apple juice. I could go either way on apple juice and orange juice, but to pick one, to pick one, I'm going to go with orange juice with the pulp in there. I want to I want to feel the orange you know granules or whatever you want to call. It. I want to feel those pieces all up in my OJ. Yeah, I'm going to go with orange juice barely though, barely. But apple juice is a close second, goddamn it. I got lemonade third. No disrespect to Beyonce's album, you know what I'm talking about, you feel me? Um but that question, Jay Thomas, I was about to ask, would you rather be known as the best actor in constant terrible movies or the worst actor in constant blockbusters? Ah, but I'm in the bunch of blockbusters, you say. I would rather be the best actor in terrible movies. Give me that. I would rather be the best actor in terrible movies. I don't want to be the worst actor in the ensemble. My soul wouldn't sit right once I go home. They'd be like, man, that movie was fire, but Tony, trash. Give me, give me, give me, give me the starring best actor role in, in a 2B marathon. Give me that. Like, this movie is terrible, but Tony is delivering. I'll take that. Let me get that. Let me get that, man. Boys in the Hood 5? Doughboy's Revenge was terrible, but Tony Baker, he delivered. I believe him. Give me that. Give me 2B Tony, man. 2B Tony. Give me that, man. Let me get that. Let me be the best thing smoking in a horrible movie. That's my answer. God damn it. That's my answer, man. Because I, I would hate to be, man, this is the highest grossing movie of all time. But that, that one actor, every time he came on the screen, I threw up. I don't want to be that guy. Even though the movie is super successful, I'll be like, yo. And then they see me on the street. Yo, you that terrible actor to be messing up these good movies, man. Why don't you just quit? Why do they keep casting you? That shit's going to hurt. I'd rather be in some ways like, yo, I know why they casted Tony. This movie sucked. He's the best thing in it. Without him, I wouldn't even watch the movie. Give me that. I'll take it. Anyway, y'all. To be Tony. I want to thank y'all, man. Shout out to the patron saints, man. Shout out to everybody that uh, emailed me a paranormal story. Thank you so much. If you have more and they're personal and they're, they're really your stories, send them in. Um, the email. I'll keep reposting the email, but I think I think we're on to something here with these stories, man. Uh, shout out to everybody whose stories I read. Um, I hope I did them justice saying it out loud. 
Shout out to my patron saints, man. I appreciate y'all. Uh, spread the word about verbal cardio. And uh, let's get this. Let's get this show cracking, man. Let's get this show rolling. I want to. I want to tell y'all that. I thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all passionately in the shower. And uh, thank you for tuning in to another session of that verbal cardio.